What is going on, everybody? You are listening to Suds Buds, the show where good buds talk good suds with the wonderful workers of the beer industry. As always, I'm your host, Eric Anderson, and in studio with me on this slightly chilly night, we have co-host, Mr. Nate Uppadel. Hey, season two, baby. What's going on, dude? Happy to be here, pal. Can we get one of your, uh, your like, your... Woo! <laughs> You knew it. You knew what I was going for. Oh, I love it. It feels great to be here, dude. Uh, like I said, it's a, it's a little bit chilly, but we're going to warm ourselves up with uh, some tasty beverages tonight. I don't think that's going to be a problem here. Yeah. Well, we're going to get around to what we're drinking in just a minute here, but uh, Nate, what's uh, what's been going on with you? Anything new? Uh, not too much. Just, uh, just, just COVID tests basically every other week, you know, having a lot of fun with that. Um slowly just becoming a shut-in i guess yeah you know i downloaded you ever play that old game uh worms worms like, uh no but i know what you're talking about i know what you're talking about okay yeah downloaded uh picked up that game and just been playing on steam with a couple buddies did that pretty much all weekend it was a weird amount of fun hell yeah yeah cool Doing a little gaming, a little staying in, lots of COVID testing. Appreciate you for that. It, it sucks, man. But like, it does. I will say though, the new uh, new testing facilities they got up all around the city or all yeah. around the metro, so great. Yeah, it was so quick. Like I'm sure it gets busy at times, but I was in and out 20 minutes. Where'd you go? Uh, convention center. Okay, nice convention center. Heard good things. Yeah, I think it's important to like, you know spread the word around because i think a lot of people are just intimidated by the whole process like i mean i know i was the when i got my first one and it's just uh yeah it sucks you know it uh it really does but it's it's just a a sliver of peace of mind in 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 these times when you walk out and you know you get it done and you get your results back so yeah if you got the time actually make make, <laughs> make the time, the time. Go there and it do is. it. you know it's it's worth it for you and it's it's especially worth it for for those around you that appreciate you. So, but, uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's good to see you again. It's good to be back here for, uh, we'll see the way these things kind of are spaced out. This is probably going to end up being episode two, sure. I think of, uh, of the second season episode two for you in the, the co-hosting chair. It's a hot it? seat boy. Yeah. How's it feel? Yeah. Well, it's a lot of pressure, you know, dusty. He, he's got some mighty big shoes. <laughs> He absolutely yeah. does. Hopefully, we'll have him uh, back to chat sometime. But uh, yeah, in the meantime, it's going to be you and I drinking some beers, having some chats this conver- or this season, um, cracking open the conversation. Hey. But uh, yeah, I uh, I kind of had just a a pretty a pretty tame low key week. Um, starting to get a little colder. A little, little chillier, as people will see from our, our Instagram photo for this episode. I think it's our first one where we got snow on the ground, so that's uh, it's kind of a bummer. Winter yeah. is coming. Feels um, bad, man. Yeah, it feels bad. But uh, I actually already ate shit for the first time this season. Oh no, already, um, yeah. dude! It's early. It's not even <laughs> Thanksgiving. It was like the first snowfall. Yeah. Um, you know, it came. I think there was freezing rain right before it. And I'm walking across the street. I think honestly, I think it was after our last recording um walking across the street just right on my ass it was a real great time but normally i only average about two of those every winter so i'm kind of happy that i got one out of the way you know ripping that band-aid off i'm kind of the same way i haven't had mine (laughs) 
knock on wood yet this year, but uh, I'm kind of the same way where I have like one or two comical falls a winter where it's like real bad ones, you know, like the feet go up. Um, yeah, it sucks, dude. I feel those falls like I feel like take years off you like <laughs> definitely years off your pride. Yeah. Like, I mean, mine was in the middle of the night and I don't think anybody would have seen it, but like, I don't know. There's still in the back of my mind. Somebody watched me do that. Yeah, I think it was a fall like that, like damn near 20 years ago that made my grandpa decide to go to Florida for like half the year, you know? <laughs> uh, so it's like, I get it. It sucks. Winter sucks. I I realized it when I was working one day and I was salting the patio this past week. And it's like, damn, dude, I went from leaf blowing the patio and turning on the heaters to like turning on the heaters and like salting and trying to shovel the patio. Yeah. It's... And like just boom. I know. Well, and after that, that first one where we got just dumped on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, before Halloween even. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's, uh, it's the weather. <laughs> I don't know why we're talking about it. We got a lot more interesting get a, get a stuff. a fun weather segment every time. Oh, let's, let's not, <laughs> let's not, unless we can somehow incorporate beer into it. Maybe I'm not against it. We'll, we'll think right, about we'll it. We'll workshop. We'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, oh, shit, I, I almost forgot. I have had some interesting stuff going on this week. I, some stuff that's been keeping me from a good night's sleep as well as other people <laughs> in this house and making me feel like I'm losing my mind at times. It's a pretty pretty heavy lead in there, bud. We got, we got some mice in the house. I don't like mice. They've been in here for like, who knows how long they've been in here. I've been noticing that they're in here for like a week. And they're like, they got antics, you know. They got personalities <laughs> now at this point. There's little ones and there's a big one. And the big one I'm not even convinced is a, is a mouse. I think it might be like a wombat maybe or like a, a kidna or something. Like it's it's bigger than a mouse. It's it's got some some girth to it. Um, but yeah, like I, I had one jump at me today. And... It was like right before Nate got here. I, 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 I'm still almost speechless. Like I'm like, I'm picturing it, and I, I, I screamed, and it. I don't like mice, man. Like I'm, I'm okay with mice doing their own thing, but when mice start invading my space and like eating the homies, bananas. <laughs> I was gonna say the way you described it. I'm gonna play devil's advocate a little bit, but if you were to like sneak up on me while I'm enjoying a meal, like I don't know, I might jump at you. Yeah, but <laughs> I mean, what if you were like, what if you were like enjoying a meal in my house in the middle of the night? Like, I would have still the right... don't sneak up on me. <laughs> I think that's pretty straightforward. I don't know, man. I... These mice are starting to freak me out. Like, I think we're outnumbered. Like, there's only three of us in this house, and I mean, I know me and Salsa Dave are are starting to, you know get the arsenal prepared where you know we got traps snap traps glue traps trap gumbo traps uh, trap trap <laughs> we got a, a wide variety of traps in this house to trap little furry creatures um and i don't know dude we got we got till monday we're recording on a tuesday and i got till monday till the exterminators are coming in Ooh. and you know that's not even instant so like i'm just i'm sitting here waiting to see one like run out of the corner of my eye through the studio window or something it's uh 
just taunt you from the other side of the glass. Yeah, it's it's been on the front of my mind this whole week. It's kept me from thinking about so many happier thoughts. I've been thinking about mice. And then I, then I think about how much I hate ants and how there were ants here in the fall. And I think I talked about that uh, this past season. Or not in the fall, in the spring. Um, so, yeah, now I'm just wondering, like, what if I see ants and mice and, like, running in the same direction and pattern like so i know they're like working together like a little team up action yeah dude like they made a pact i don't know i'm i'm thinking like worst case scenario right now like burn down the house yeah so that makes sense if you don't hear from me a week from now uh (laughs) the mice have gotten to me uh i mean you had a good run yeah 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 25 strong years but uh we can get through this. We're going to beat these mice somehow. I don't know how. Just, just I, I don't want to hurt you. Just get out of my house. Take take your damn food. Shit, take my food. <laughs> if all you want is food, take all the food in the cupboard and get out of the house, mice. That's they that's can, that's the deal I'm putting out in front of you. For all the mice listening to this podcast. And hopefully there's a lot of them. <laughs> hopefully I've reached you. It's our, it's our biggest listener base. Yeah, man. I mean, I don't know. I'll I'll help them get on their feet and the stuff. Like if they want a new house, like or uh, I don't know, food, some bills paid. Like I will, I'll make sure that we can get these mice out of here and into somewhere better where they don't have to to live off of somebody else. I don't even know. I was gonna say the more you're talking about it, the more like you. <laughs> I feel like you really feel for these things. I mean. I love all critters, and like sometimes when I start thinking about these mice, I have to check that statement. I'm like, but do I love all critters? Yeah, yeah, I do. I still do. I still do. I don't want to hurt you, but if you jump at me again, like off of my peppers, dude, like you're off, not even off of my peppers. I, I don't even know whose peppers they were, but I saw a mouse eating a pepper today, and it jumped at me. That's a weird. That's a weird thing to have happening on a Tuesday morning. Yeah, I mean, in your not, house, it's not an ideal Tuesday. Yeah. Can we be can we be done with it? <laughs> we can be done with it. All right. Just a hard draw hard line drawn. I'm sorry, but we're gonna talk about beer and hopefully not a mice will be brought up the rest of tonight, okay? I'm gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna commit to that. Uh, okay, okay. I'm not gonna shake your hand on that. Okay. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> well, we got a special one tonight, Nate. We do. We got the Dabbler in a Box season four. Um we're debating possibly breaking this into a two-parter episode because, well, um, 12 beers to drink through is kind of, you know, a lot for one episode here. Yeah, and there's only two of us, so yep. that's, yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, our host, our, our guest tonight is the dabbler in the box. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, awesome-looking packaging. Um, Shout-outs to the beer dabbler. Uh, they're such a cool little organization. Um. One of the questions we like to ask all of our guests on this show is what's their favorite Minnesota beer memory or just their, their favorite so favorite uh, beer memory. And um, for me, it would be hard to put anything above the beer dabbler experiences I've had. Um, you know, just working that in, in the summer and in the winter. Um, such a great time, such a great atmosphere, great way to meet people and try different things. Um, it was definitely one of the things I, I missed most this summer with uh yeah with the whole COVID 19 shutdown but 
you know, it's a it's a tough event to run in these days. So I get it. Props to them for finding a way to to keep the good cause going um, while not you know gathering an unnecessarily large amount of people in one place. Yeah, that uh, honestly, I was kind of surprised when I because yeah, like I said, this is season four. Um, I did season one, two. I don't think I did. No, I didn't do three. Um, and then hop back on the train on four here. Um, and yeah, it's just a good time. Bunch of goodies in the box. They do a whole video series along with it. That's from so different cool. breweries that are featured in this box. Um, so it's 12 different beers every time. Mix of like 12 ounce, 16 and crawlers. Um, yeah, good amount of beer. Some cool little presents. Um, we do. We did even get lottery tickets this time. We did indeed. We will be scratching those off live on the air. Yeah, let's just get that out of the way. Well, let's. I, I need a, a little something to sip on. You know. Ooh, that's a good call. That's a good call. This is a beer podcast, after all. Yeah. Now, uh, where can people find this? Uh, this dabbler in a box, Nate. Um. So this one is actually sold out. Um. So they do set them out every season. I think it's pretty much once a month that they do them. Um. And they, on the Dabbler website, they list out all the beers for the upcoming one. You pre-order, and then they do a, it's a really easy pickup at Cer- or Certix. Okay, cool. Yep. Like, even drive through option for that. Awesome. Super easy. Yeah, no reason not to support it. And, yeah, good value. Like you said, um, we can probably dive into the rest of the stuff you, you got in that box, because it was more than just some scratch-offs. I mean, oh, you yeah. got... Got some uh, caramel corn caramel corn summer sausage yeah uh a whole bunch of coasters stickers um a koozie a red bull i I do love the red bull's been in every box so far everything else changes a little bit but the red bull's always there i feel like a very cool sleeper item here is this little uh uh uh, 20 milliliter bottle of uh underberg uh bitters herbal bitters so i did think that was a weird addition there Kind of cool though. Yeah, I'm into it. Throw that in your uh, little ball of some some brown liqueur. Mm. I had a hell of a night on old fashions like three days ago. Ooh, nice. Yeah, always a good one to throw in there. <laughs> cool, man. Well, uh, what do you say we crack open the conversation and get to this very first beer of the night? Heck yeah! Uh, first up, we've got Revelation Ale Works. Uh, the beer they put in the box is the Purple Ribbon Pilsner, Czech-style Pilsner. Um, let's see. Revelations is out of Hallock, Minnesota. Um, so pretty much Canada. Yeah, way up north. Uh, buddy from Fargo, I was telling you. Um, Anton, shouts out to you if you listen to the show. Haven't seen you in a minute, but uh, good dude. Had some good times with that guy. Uh, freshman year of college up in uh, North Dakota. But yeah, a Hallock dude. All right, let's do it. Yeah, so I, I got to be honest. We uh, we kind of chose to start out with this brewery because it's one that you nor I really know a ton a lot or a ton about. There are, looking through the roster, there are kind of a lot, or I'd say about 50-50 of the breweries that I've had anything from or have any experience with. It's getting to that point for me, too. Yeah. Um, but... I am excited to try this one. Um, I did see something about them. I don't remember where, but they are, their brewery is an old gas station that they just kind of revamped, pulled out. Um, real cool looking building. 
Interesting. All right. That a uh, little hazier than a pills. Well, a little hazier little and hazier. a little darker than I was expecting, yeah. too. But, yeah, we'll give it a go. Hmm. It's um pretty good. All right. Pretty good. I think that's a, a good way to start the night. Figured easy and do it a little bit. Yeah, that is that is really nice and light. It's got a little Oh yeah, that classic does have that classic like Pilsner kind of bite at the end there. I, I do like about. that uh uh talked about it last season. A lot about Pilsners, but Pilsner with uh that nice solid like you know you still get that that floral kind of taste and and aroma as well as just that little bite from the hops i hate it when it gets too too watered down yeah um where it ends up coming out just crystal clear and yeah i get that yeah almost gets like confusing with like the you know to distinguish that and like a lot of the big macro beers oh sure yeah this one definitely i don't know I'd buy this one again. Let me see what I got here uh, on the... Uh, do you have a mainstay Pilsner? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, So, this summer, my favorite was the Fugazi from Blackstack. Um, that was their Italian-style Pilsner. Um, we ended up drinking one of those on the show last season with Andy Herzog from modest shout out to andy um did a crispy boys episode hey. and uh he blessed us with a, a very nice selection of crispy boys but uh yeah so i would say black stack fugazi was was probably my standout pills of the summer and you know what modest super deluxe bought that a couple times too <laughs> that's that's right up there as well that one's good i had uh at the brewer i think they were doing a infusion with that one I got coffee infused, um, Pilsner. Mm, that yeah. was it was nice. Nice. Yep. Still mostly clear, but kind of poured like a a weirdly light brown ale. Okay. Yeah, just like a a tinge of brown through it. Cool. That sounds real tasty. Yeah, I I do appreciate a good Pilsner, and this is definitely this is tasty. Um, so. Kind of another cool thing about this box is they give you a, a nice little printout with a little literature on each beer. So I figured we can kind of pass this back and forth and fill people in on what we're tasting. Um, so, again, we're drinking the Revelation Aleworks Pilsner, the Blue Ribbon. Or, excuse me, the Purple Ribbon. Uh, what's better than a Blue Ribbon at the <laughs> county fair? The Grand Champion Purple Ribbon, of course. With your first taste, you'll see why this beer is a no-brainer for Purple but Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> For purple ribbon with its crisp light body balanced by a light dose of u.s grown saz hops revelations pilsner is a refreshing everyday drinker and yeah i can't disagree with that last part mm -mm. especially i mean real refreshing i had in my head that purple ribbons were like fourth place <laughs> and i was like why would they name it purple ribbon like this is yeah you know better than average but still middle of the road pilsner yeah <laughs> Weird thing to put on your packaging. Right. So I'm glad that they included that because I would have gone to my grave thinking that. <laughs> or at least to the next county fair. But, yeah, there you, you go. Know. Fair enough. I'm, I'm a sucker for like those weird baked good cabinets at the county fairs. You know what I'm talking about? 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Or like the Legos, like when they have like the Lego section. Dude, I think I might have to enter my, my apple pie. You make apple pie? Oh, dude. I, I started doing it this year. I really got my apple pie recipe down All right. this fall. And I'm talking like the, the full lattice top, you know, woven like a, a beautiful basket. Um, might actually be able to pull up a, a snap while we're here because I'm sure people appreciate that because it's, uh, you know, an audio-based <laughs> podcast. But, yeah. I've uh, I've been stepping up my pie game. I really want to get like a really good blueberry pie recipe down. Ooh, wow! That that was hand woven there. Yeah, yeah. Well, of course. I mean, Damn, it's not gonna boy. weave itself, man. Well, that's true. Maybe the mice will weave it for you. Yeah, I don't I don't <laughs> think it's quite gonna happen that way. <laughs> a little uh, little Snow White action. No, is that yeah Snow White? Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. it is exactly. I know. Is was it? Is Sle- it Snow White? Sleeping Beauty. No, Sleeping. Shit, I don't remember. No, Cinderella. Cinderella's got the mice and the birds and like the. What do we say about mice, <laughs> Nate? We that wasn't even ten minutes ago, dude. I t- told you I wasn't shaking your hand on it. <sighs> All right, ba- back <laughs> to uh, what we got in front of us. Purple ribbon. Uh, yeah, very tasty beer. Oh, and also worth mentioning that we are drinking out of the official Beard Adler sampler glasses. Uh, as my experience with the last couple boxes, they are hand wash only. Uh, okay. <laughs> you lost your I, logos? Yeah. All like almost completely in one go. Um, so now I just have some like weird eight ounce glasses in my, in my cabinet. Like, yeah. I don't, know, I don't really know what you do with an eight ounce after, I don't know. Wait, is this? No, this is an eight ounce. What is that? Um, it's bigger than a five ounce. Yeah. I don't know. See, I've got a couple of them um, in my cupboard, too, but I don't think... Actually, I'm almost positive they're not the same volume size. They're both, like, beer dabbler branded sampler glasses, mm-hmm. but they're, like, weird sizes. One's, like, a five, and one's, like, a seven ounce or something, but... Well, I feel like at the tasting events, it doesn't really matter how big the no. cup is. Like, if if you're just attending the event, you know, they'll pour you whatever, or they'll, you know, pour you a little bit, and then if you're working the event, they'll fill it up all the way to the top you know the, the friendly poor very true yep and uh yeah people who are listening and have been to a beer dabbler might know that uh one of the traditional things was the old rinse and uh kind of slosh away there are, you know buckets everywhere and you know people giving you clean rinses for your mugs so you might even hear nate and i doing that tonight <laughs> because we do have a uh, a rinse bucket here for our glasses um you know, it's important. We want to exactly. keep these beers, you know, there's a lot of nuances and complexities in these beers. We right, don't want right. them running together, running together, man. I don't want Pilsner notes in my hazy IPAs. Yeah. You know, we've got uh, got a milkshake um, milkshake IPA coming up from Dangerous Man. That one's a little later in, but uh, we kind of tried to space these out so we weren't overdoing it on certain notes there. Oh, you got it. I'm going to have a little top off here on this beer. Just get a last little impression. Did you want the last little bit here? No, I got it. I just right. filled up. Yeah, this is a light enough one where I feel okay about clearing it off. I, I think there's going to be some that we're going to have here. We're going to be pretty okay with just a, a little little sample. Yeah. I... And that's not to, to bad talk anyone. It's just the fact that we're looking at sampling 12 beers ahead of us here. <laughs> and it's it's very early. So... 
Exactly, and I don't I don't think we're making it through one uh, one of the whole crawlers there. No, no, that might have to be a uh, an after show thing. <laughs> we'll have to find like a new post show tradition. I'm used to like, you know, getting done with the show, having like four like half leftover beers. Me and Dustin, <laughs> I'll take this one. I'll finish this one. Oh, cool, dope. Cheers. Boom. Slam them. All right, slap bump. Let's go outside in the garage and and put each other in arm bars and kimuras and whatnot into the suds buds dojo the suds buds dojo i mean so either we're gonna have to find like a new post-show tradition or you're just gonna have to start getting stretched (laughs) just volunteer to get my ass handed to me every week (laughs) i will say I'm, i'm not that good i uh i walked out of quite a few of those nights um or rather went to bed quite a few of those nights just thinking Man, I feel so weird right now. Like I drank like three big beers and sweated a bunch and got, you know, dumped on my head. <laughs> it's uh yeah. It's a good time. I yeah. enjoy doing what I do here. I've I've got some pitches for our after after show ritual though. First first Ooh. one and I'd really like to just drive this home. Mario Golf. Mario Golf. Where is Mario it, Nate? Golf. I'm working on it, all right? <laughs> I ain't trying to pay somebody $70 for a game that came out 10 years ago. Like, hey, man, it's, you never know. I mean, don't piss off the market. <laughs> it's a GameCube game. There's tons of them available. I, I, That's what I'm going gonna, gonna to track one down, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick your ass up and down them greens. Okay. Yeah. In the meantime, we've got... Uh... I don't even know what this game's called. It's like the the golf club featuring PGA Tour or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. It's not bad. I'm pretty I'm pretty much better at it than you. Uh, <laughs> I believe we played nine holes before coming into the studio here. And if I remember right, you're no no. I'm winning by about five strokes. All right. Well, and that's a nine holes, folks. Let's just nullify this game and take it to the golden tea machine. <laughs> oh, it's on. <laughs> Well, it looks like you just uh, got through that uh, that Revelation Ale Works purple ribbon pills pretty easily, Nate. Well, I mean, crushable. That's Pilsner's. Uh, I I did a lot of Pilsner's this summer. It was crushable. It was. Yeah. Um, hmm, I don't know if I'd say crushable. It it, it was. Um, it's very easy, very refreshing, but I think it. That beer's a little bit, little bit above crushable. Okay. Um. I feel like that's like a nice hot summer night. Like have a couple of them, but I mean it's, you don't need to drink a twelve pack playing bean bags or anything. Not to say that I advise doing that, because <laughs> beer is an adult beverage that deserves to be drank responsibly. I really feel like you should just get like a, a sound clip where you can be like, hey, let's. I'm just gonna add that in every time. Just have it just <laughs> under my thumb. A button. Not a bad idea. Get a custom made button for that. Just ends up sounding like the end of like a campaign commercial. Where it's just <laughs> like <laughs> real monotone, real low voice. Yeah, and sped up a little bit too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely something to think about. Oh, I'd be remiss though if I didn't talk about my favorite pilsner. Ooh, yeah. What well, is it? Well, it's Falling Knife's pilsner. Oh, is there's the the is it the fry shoots? Yeah. Yeah. That is a good one and. I, I don't Shame often... on me for not mentioning that because we <laughs> drank that on the podcast and that was a standout. Yeah, Falling Knife. Yeah, I, again, I've had nothing, nothing I wouldn't drink again from them. 
Um, I will I will be shouting them out throughout the season. Definitely one of my favorite breweries in the in the cities right now. Yeah, shout out to Dan. It was a blast to chat with. I believe. Uh, oh man, I hope I got his name right. Tom, I think it's Tom. Shout out to Tom. Um, but yeah, great guys over there making great beer. Um, definitely try to snag their stuff whenever I see it on the shelves. But uh, yeah, man. Uh, what do you say we kind of explain this whole scoring system? How this is gonna work out? Um, um, I I think you should do it because I actually don't understand how it's gonna work just yet. <laughs> okay. Well. <laughs> I think we'll keep it pretty easy here. Basically, okay. we've already got our list, um, the order that we're going to drink these 12 beers in. Then we got uh, a line after number six. That'll be when we're going to kind of take our break. You know, that might end up being part two. We'll see how things pan out. Yeah. But uh, yeah, basically, we're going to give each of these beers a typical rating on the old five star scale. Mm-hmm. And then after our sixth beer, we'll... Uh, We'll give an update on the uh, the score before we break. Okay. All right. I can dig that. So All we'll right. kind of be able to see. It'll be just like golf. We'll play like, except <laughs> instead of 18, we're going to play 12. And okay. after the first six, we'll give you a little peek at the leaderboard. All right. Front six, back six. Exactly. Okay. I got you. I got you. And there was a little bit of uh, 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 rhyme and reason put into the order that we're drinking these beers, I would like to say. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, uh, we did our did our due diligence on it. Yeah, we kind of started with uh, Revelation just because we really don't know a lot about it. And I think it was a great one to start with. Um, I really don't have anything bad to say about it. Um, I guess I didn't even really look at the package. Pretty simple. Pretty simple label. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely very legible, very clean. Um yeah, I'm gonna give this one. Um, I'm gonna put it at a three point nine. I thought it was really tasty, and I would definitely get it again. It's um, it's definitely a, a little hoppier than mm-hmm. most of the pilsners I was drinking this summer, but I'm not mad about it. Yeah, um, I don't know. I I always kind of gravitate towards yeah the. Well, again, with you know, falling knives, that one's a lot, a little lighter bodied, um, a little less going on in it. Um, but I kind of, I don't know, I look for that in pilsners, I guess. Um, right. But this one, I, I probably put it, you know, three, three, uh, probably three five. Three five. Yeah, I like three five. That's a solid score. Yeah, definitely worth getting again. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know, it's. I feel like sometimes there's those beers that are like, they're good. They don't knock your socks off, but mm-hmm. there's nothing bad about them. And it's like, it's hard for me to really give, you know, deep, interesting, in-depth notes on it. It's It was kind of just a Pilsner, but a, a pretty good one. Yeah, exactly. I If a Pilsner's got too much going on, it's like, a, all right, well, this isn't really a Pilsner anymore. Or it doesn't feel like a Pilsner. Yeah, I don't like, disagree. It should be a very approachable style at least for me anyway totally or as as dusty would say subjectively 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 (laughs) (laughs) love it well up next we got one that i'm actually really excited for um this next beer is coming to us from head flyer brewing company and uh it is (laughs) i freaking love (laughs) the name of this beer it's uh anyway uh here's wonderwall (laughs) 
<laughs> hazy IPA. So, uh, I, yeah, these guys, I have, I've never been to their tap room, but I just want to mention that, like, I can't think of another brewery that's marketing at, like, just at the retailer, like the liquor store. That's marketing has grabbed me more like recently than than this brewery. It's like their beers, like their cans are just like really stand out, really cool artwork. And a lot of them are just plays off of like hip hop classics that I love. Like I think they've uh, they've got one that's uh, the, the juicy. It was all a dream. And it's <laughs> uh, I think they have another one that's like paying homage to Tupac. But yeah, they've. Uh, their marketing is on point. So whoever does that, big shout out to you because you're crushing it. Yeah, these well, I, I really like that the matte finish on them. Um totally. Also the fact that they've only got three uh yeah, three colors on the whole label. Yeah. Which is I don't know, it really helps make things pop when you play that right. Um I don't know. Versus a lot of things where it's like a almost screen printed like like floral pattern kind of can art, which For I got sure. nothing against that, but like there's a lot of that now. Yeah, yeah. No, I dig it, man. Looks really cool. Well, you wanna you wanna crack this one open? I think it's time. Let's crack open this conversation. Anyway, here's Wonderwall. <laughs> I, I wonder when I saw the name of that, I'm like, is it just because like they've made a lot of hazies and like give the people what they want let's do another one like that was kind of the idea i got from that that can i guess i didn't even think about that too much i didn't read into it i just loved the the title itself (laughs) but uh yeah you're probably right this kind of like maybe it is just anyway here's another hazy for you yep but uh what if i take a peek at this can here i just cracked it and even look at it it's uh very minnesota you've got the um the uh stone arch bridge got some diving loons You've got uh, uh, the cherry on the spoon from the sculpture garden. Um, yeah, and then you've got the uh, the old uh, old uh, witch tower. I actually really like that stone art or stone arch bridge thing. It is really cool. Just that line work is. You know what? That would make a really cool neon sign. That would. I could get down on that. Yeah, it's check out this. This is one that's like worth googling this can going on this website to check it out because this is just really looks like they had a lot of fun with it yeah and i even noticed till now the banner it's a scarf the text is in a scarf (laughs) this uh then you got a heart with minnesota it's yeah this is a very beautiful marketing uh so props to you head flyer now the part that really matters the old taste test I'm getting I'm getting a real good nose off that. Tropical, but it still smells like still smells like uh like beer, not like fruit, you know? Mm-hmm. Honestly that like that beer not tartness, but like that that kind of beer I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with tartness actually. But t- with that and the tropical it kinda smelled like cherries a little bit. Okay. And I was like, don't think cherries, because there's probably not any cherry flavor in this beer. See, in at first sip, I was getting uh, pineapple. Yeah. All right. I That's can... really good. Yeah. I know I've said I'm hazied out before. 
or at least getting there. But like, it is nice to have those ones every once in a while that kind of brighten you back up and deviate a little bit from the, some of the stuff we keep seeing. Yeah, and and I don't want to sound like I'm knocking this either by saying it's like not true to style or it's way different because it's it is true to style and it's not crazy out there, but it's I think it's just a really good stab at that style, you know, mm-hmm. really good take on it. So I kind of like that it's not overly sweet, not overly citrusy. Like I, totally, I'm, I'm pulling those notes, but it's more of like a th- those are still just notes, like. Those are flavors in the beer, but it is still beer. Yeah. Which, I don't know, with a lot of hazies I've had, it's kind of getting to a point where it's like, oh, okay, this is, what different fruits am I tasting here? Yeah. You know? No, it's definitely got that um, little bit of dankness from the hops there. It's kind of just sitting on the back of my tongue right now. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing I I really like about this one is uh, we've talked before about how my kind of... um, Maybe the reason I'm not a huge hazy person is I tend to like beers that are higher carbonation yep. levels. Um, and hazies traditionally are just, you know, they're a little lower. Yep. So I tend to hard pour my hazies out of a can just to get, like, good head on it. Activate it a little bit. Yeah. And sure. usually even when doing that, it still dissipates pretty quick. And, like, we've been sitting here chatting for a minute and I've still got, you know, nice frothy little top on this beer. It's... um. Yeah. Yeah, this is really pleasant. Well, I'm still getting plenty in the body, too. Hot damn. All right. So uh, we got a little bit of uh, notes on this beer as well, if I can find it here. Um, so this is, anyway, here's Wonderwall. It's a hazy IPA available in 16-ounce cans. It's 5.3% ABV, 25 IBUs, uh, brewed with a boatload of Minnesota grown hops just in time for season four. Season four of the Beer Dabbler box. That is, we're only on season two of Suds Buds. We'll, we're getting there. We're getting there. But we'll see you at season four. We'll see you at season four. Stick with us. Uh, Headflyer's latest hazy is even more glorious than a champagne supernova. So. Boo. They're really laying into it. <laughs> and I love them for it. I get yeah. Well, hey, saw you playing with those scratch offs over there. Yeah, you think we uh tell me divvy these out? See if head flyers the good luck charm. Two for me, two for you. All right. Maybe we maybe we play one this time, you know. Here, have a penny, kid. <laughs> oh, thanks, kid. Well, I can't be the kid, shit. I'm sorry. All right. We got the Holly Jolly Jackpot going on. Yeah, we'll let you go first. Oh, thanks, buddy. Okay. I don't even know what... Oh, I should probably have read the rules first, though. Uh, reveal so three scratch. amounts that were... Reveal <laughs> three like amounts, win that amount. Reveal two like amounts and a holly symbol, win double that amount. All right. There you go. All right. Went up to $5,000. <laughs> this is a weird thing to be doing on air. but you know. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'll, I'll try to fill some time here while Nate's scratching. I wish I had like a, a list of facts about weird things Nate did as a kid. Um, hmm. <laughs> Nate did show me a picture of him as a bear one time as a little kid. Maybe we'll track that photo down and throw that on social sometime. Oh, I got, oh that, I got it. Wait, is that a scratch-off? Is that a winner? 
Uh, I don't think so. If I win, it's two dollars. <laughs> but like, I can't scratch off this bottom corner. It says scratch to reveal. Oh, this is some. Yeah, this... Oh, so they you can go online and play again if you want. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna do that. It's like a playback and pull tabs, but you got to really work for it. <laughs> you got to go online. Walk through glass. All right. Well, I was I was one number away from winning two bucks. That's the way she goes, man. Yeah. You let me down, head flyer. I really thought we had something special. So I'm just trying to reveal three like amounts here. Yeah. Okay. Or if you got a holly symbol, that's a pretty good. Fun facts about Eric. Mm. Well, as we know, he l- hates ants, uh, mice. Uh, it is true. <laughs> and again, thought we weren't going to bring up the mice. I Again, I did not agree to that. Uh, I had suggested to him that I could lend him a, a friend of mine, their cat. Um, while it is an indoor cat, uh, he is kind of hates attention and he loves wandering around places. He brought a he brought him a bat the other day. They didn't even know they had a bat in the house. So I think he kind of speaks for himself. Shout out to you, Walter. <laughs> what uh, we got? Uh, uh, a whole lot of nothing. I had two ones pop up on there, but Ooh. you know, I was really chasing that third one and didn't get the uh, the holly. So that's a dud ticket, man. Dud tickets. All right. We'll donate half the proceeds to whatever brewery <laughs> wins us the money. Hey, there you go. That's an idea. Well, uh, we want to do the second one, or are we putting it away? I mean, what, we I, might as well. Let's I, get this over know. with. I don't. Yeah, I don't <laughs> you don't want to <laughs> have isn't... this reoccurring segment of scratch offs in the in the studio. I mean, if you're buying them, I won't turn down free scratch offs. But you know, maybe we can just scratch them off air. But you can still just bring me scratch offs. Oh, you'd let me do that for you? I would. I really you're would. A, you're a real sweetheart. <laughs> oh, look at this! Nate needs a new pair of shoes. <laughs> uh, yeah, that ain't that ain't looking great. Nope. I was. I did get a five thousand on there though. Um, which I think is pretty exciting. I was, you know, about one third of the way there. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm too busy over here winning. <laughs> did you actually win? I did. Oh, yeah. What'd there's you your, take? There's your dollar. Woo-hoo-hoo. All right. So now you got the choice. You got, so you got three losers, which we got to throw into the dud pile. I can take your loser yep. for you. Uh, do you, do you roll it back in or do you take your, your, <laughs> the, the whole person run? I, I'm a roll back in kind of guy with those low wins. Roll it back you know? in. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you keep that. That's a that's. Oh, oh, you're gonna let me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look at that. What? <laughs> I scratched that, and you think I'm gonna keep that? Come on, Nate. That's that's all you, man. You're right. If I had won any amount of money, I would have given it to you. <laughs> that's why I was so I'd excited like about so. that five thousand dollars. <laughs> Just excited to give it all away. Exactly. Uh-huh. You know, you're such a charitable guy. Uh, it is. You know, it's almost the Christmas season. Speaking of being a charitable guy, you should uh, pour me up a little mm-hmm. bit of that uh, that head flyer. <laughs> you pour your beers funny, sir. That oh, I'm sorry. Does that look like a, a well poured beer to you? No, it looks like a a very well poured beer. It was just very strange seeing you pour with like the the opening in the can at like the top of it. Like I <laughs> I was actually gonna just try to retroactively make an excuse as to why I did that, but I didn't know I was doing it. I thought it was weirdly hard to pour out of the can. No, it looks it looked fancy. Maybe we should have a segment on here where it's Nate's cool pouring tricks. 
be the one video portion of the show. We'll upload like a, a three minute clip to YouTube of you just doing gnarly tricks, dude. <laughs> Whoops, I, it's all good. Not a no. mouse. All right, not a mouse. Oh, I thought we weren't talking about mice anymore. Okay, the deal here that you you brought it up like four times now. I brought it up like twice. I get two more times until we're even, so it's okay. Oh, okay. I thought you were the one that didn't want it brought up. I, I can bring it up. I just get a scared when other people bring it up, so. Christ. <laughs> uh, we're, we're adults here. Something that's not a mouse is... Uh, Headflyer Brewings. Uh, anyway, here's Wonderwall. Yeah. Um, you know much about Headflyer? I really don't. I really don't. I um, like I said, I've never been before. Um, I've probably tried. I would say five or six different beers from them. So oh, I, damn. I've I've had a fair amount of them, mm-hmm. and um, no no real clunkers, but uh. I yeah, know. I really don't know anything about them. Anything deeper, juicy. <laughs> Except this this hazy IPA, am I right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad about that. Croissant. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, Nate. This Ooh. is a family program. We're not here to offend anybody. Oh, speaking of uh, French things. Yeah. Um, so I just found out uh, about two days ago that a bunch of users on TikTok mm. are com- banding together to produce a Ratatouille musical. Cool. Like, you're familiar with the, the film. I love Ratatouille. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say, am I familiar with TikTok? <laughs> I'm I'm way more familiar with Ratatouille than I am TikTok. Okay. No, and, that, and that's fine. TikTok is... It's, it's Ratatouille is fantastic. It is. It's really good. I don't and, even like mice, and that movie's great. And these are, like... This isn't just, like, random-ass people doing it. Like, these are... Somebody built, like, a set mock-up. Yeah. Um including like a spinning uh, a spinning bass so you could see how the whole thing would play out um, that people are writing whole songs for it Jeez. Um, somebody made a legitimate like Broadway playbill style thing for it um, that's pretty cool and they got a lot of steam right now I like get I wouldn't have, I would imagine in a couple months they might have something really put together nice <laughs> yeah so look out for that. Yeah, I guess I'm. I'm not on TikTok or familiar with it, really. But I mean, I've seen the videos and stuff. But I don't, I've, I don't have the app, and like I've never, done, I've never TikToked. Is that what? It, is making a video called TikToking? I I feel like me bringing this up made you think that I know anything about TikTok. Yeah. Other than, I think there's, I think it's basically Vine. If, but, but like music. If, I, if you music. send out something on Twitter. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I just tweeted. At oh, you, what or you I just sent a tweet. Like, is it like, dude? I just you should have seen this I feel like girl I just talked at, or tick tick tock, tick that, tick that. They got to get their lingo talk. down. They got to get their lingo down. Cause like I don't, I don't have a Twitter, but I think I like to know how the, the lingo works. Exactly. Like you don't want to just say video. Yeah. For this, because so the like, kids are gonna be like, oh, you call it TikTok <laughs> video? It's TikTok. Like, we're trying to stay current here. It's like, dude, I'm trying to stoop to your level <laughs> oh, oh we got an elitist out here <laughs> gonna be taking kids frisbees when they come into his yard and yelling at kids from the porch no no that's children deserve to have fun wu-tang is for the children <laughs> wu-tang is for the children i mean 
subjectively speaking. Yeah. <laughs> and we're back here. To... And we're back. Anyway, here's here's Wonderwall. Mm. And it's a it's a pretty good one, Nate. I think rating wise, I mean this is probably gonna be like a probably a four for me. I was thinking the exact same thing. Okay. Why? What was the reason for your four? Uh, my four is that it's just a little more, I guess, laid. Not laid back's not the right word because that makes it sound. I don't know. It is. It's not overly sweet. Um, there's still a good amount of flavor, but nothing is gonna come out and just take over. Like I feel like with a lot of hazies, I can have one and then I need to move on to something else. Yeah. This I could definitely do a couple of. And I think that's why I like it a lot. I'm. I feel that I'm starting to realize that my rating scale is a largely based off of how many of these can I have in a row. Sure. Um, which again, uh, this beer is a 21 plus beverage. Uh, please drink responsibly. But yeah, with this one, I could do a couple in a row, and I really like that about that style. Yeah. And I think I, I kind of know what you're on to. I think that was something Dustin and I kind of, I like to think, um, really improved on from episode one to episode 12 last season was just kind of figuring out what our rating scale is based upon. Mm-hmm. Because we try to not, for, for most of these beers that are new to us, we try to not go off of, you know, Beer Advocate or anything like that, unless our episode is doing a top rated on Beer Advocate episode, <laughs> you know? But otherwise, we kind of try to go into it and just um, rate based on our criteria. And even though it's not like a set in stone criteria, the things that have always mattered to me is like, um, would I buy this again? Yep. Do I enjoy it in the amount or the volume it's being presented to me in at that point in time? Um, Would I be able to recommend it to someone in my life? Um. And is this like an every occasion beer? Is it a special occasion beer? Is it one I need to be in a weird mood for? Is it a dessert beer? Like, I feel like those are all kind of things where whatever that means, you know, I can kind of go down those and see what boxes they check and kind of based on that um, formulate my review. So I guess that's kind of where I fell at like a four here is it's, I think it checks most of those. It's pretty easy to recommend. Yeah. Probably get it again, even though. I'm not really getting a, a ton of hazies on tap these days. I mean, shit, I'm not really getting anything on tap these days because I think I've been to <laughs> two breweries since... <sighs> I think I might have only been to two breweries in 2020 outside oh, wow. of the one that I work at to, like, have a beer there, you know? Sure. I've done some curbside support and stuff like that, but mm. I think the only two places I have actually had a pint at since all this is... No, you know what? I'm wrong. Because I had a couple patio beers when I was up in Duluth. We'll get to one of those breweries later. But, yeah, I was thinking the only two that I'd had beers at was Sisyphus and Dual Citizen. But, yeah, really, mm-hmm. point of it is, Chaboy hasn't been getting out much. <laughs> I uh, I kind of actually went the opposite route. Um, I just, like, because I know breweries are, you know, taking this very seriously, mm-hmm. um, I normally feel pretty comfortable in a brewery. And especially now, like, most of the time I've been having, like, a Friday afternoon available. I'm like, well, what am I going to do? It's, you know, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock. I got to work in the morning, so, like, I kind of got to be in bed early. 
well, shit, so I'll just go brewery hopping at 1 p.m., you know? Um, There's worse ideas. <laughs> I've, uh, at some of those places, I've probably spent more money than I should. I always try to do some takeout stuff along with it, um, or some beer to go. Um, what was the one? Well, I, uh, actually, last one I went to, again, Falling Knife, picked up their, uh, their barley wine. Oh, yeah. Oh, I could get more into barley wine. Was that the one I had with you at your house? No. The one we had... Didn't we just have that crowler? I thought we just did that we one might have crowler. just been that, which is like a hazy or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that was three... But you got the barley wine that night. Yeah. I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a couple of bottles I remember of seeing that. that bottle. It was really cool looking. Yep. Um, I mean, they're another one. Their marketing is on point, dude. With <laughs> freaking stickers on the bottle. How do you not like that? And yep, all the cans, stickers. So cool. Exactly. Um, but honestly, just any barley wine. I, I get weirdly excited about barley wine. Um, also went to um, what was it? Uh, Bent Brew Stillery. They had a grapefruit mead on nitro. I wanted to try that so bad. <laughs> I actually think I did it. I only went there because you told me about it. I'm like, it was right after we talked to Bartley, I think. Yep. And yeah, I had to go out straight away. And? Oh, yeah. It was it was good. Honestly, it was weird that it had that much carbonation. Really grapefruity? Not overly grapefruity, actually. Okay. Um, it was more just kind of like a hint. More honey? Yeah, a little more honey on it. Okay. Um, But. That sounds so good. What color did it pour? Hmm. <sighs> It was a super light, honestly, kind of like that last Pilsner we drank. Really? Yeah. It was like clear like that. Yeah, it was honestly probably a little more clear than that. Wow. Yeah, which I didn't really expect. I didn't know what to expect really going into it. There was a lot of words there. Yeah. Mead, grapefruit, nitro, nitro. on tap. I'm like, okay, what are we doing? I know. When I saw that, I was like, these are all things I like. But again, the old, <laughs> the old COVID kept me from from going out yeah. there. Don't don't have it. I've been, but nah, yeah, just, I've been doing shoulder hours. Like I said, yeah. there there ain't many people at a brewery at one. Right? No, that's that's wise. Getting get out. I don't know. I I work so many nights. I just something about going in like a couple three hours before my shift to have a beer. It's like <laughs> it, it feels weird. Yeah. So I just you yeah. know I get it to go and still making it out that way, getting plenty of stuff with. I mean, I should mention that I made the rounds today dude you saw the score oh my god that was that was a heavy heavy lifting today got a haul the the old suds buds fridge uh <laughs> that uh the the space is being leased from uh roommate and friend and producer of the show salsa dave hey salsa dave shout out to dave for the beer space um because uh yeah we got a lot of it um we got some stuff from prairie Got some stuff from Delirium coming up, some stuff from Prize Brewing, um, Samuel Smith's, uh, I know I'm forgetting stuff. We got some more Jack Pine in there. Um, uh, we had a delicious Vice beer from Francis Sconner earlier today. Yeah, that was a good one. That was real good. Um, it was a real taste. It was a Hefeweizen, right? Yeah, I think they just call it a Vice beer, but it... I'd, I'd say a half of eyes and that's what okay. it tastes like to me it's definitely sure. that clovey and banana yeah. flavor but a little, uh, more, a little more malt caramel kind of flavor to it than i was used to definitely very pleasant um man there's another big heavy hitter in there that i was 
um starry-eyed is that oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah you're talking about that it's like a wet hop fall ipa okay really looking forward to that i was gonna um, say you gotta gotta break into that sooner than later yeah, yeah yeah absolutely absolutely that's one that's made to to drink fresh <laughs> but uh speaking of fresh beers Ooh. numero trace what do we got up here so the next one up is from the fine folks over at finnegan's um finnegan's doing some really cool stuff over there um uh i could be wrong maybe their whole uh mission and brand has changed but I believe last time I checked, they, um, yeah, 100% of uh, their SBC profits go to feeding the hungry. Um, that's right off the can there. So, yeah, they're uh, drinking beer for a, a very cool cause. Um, yeah. And a Rye IPA, the Brim Reaper. It's also exciting because uh, we were talking, I think it was the other day that we hadn't had a Rye IPA in a while. Um. Maybe it wasn't you. Maybe I don't it was, think that it was. It might have been Landis. But uh, I haven't had a Rye IPA in a long time. And I've never really been a big Rye IPA guy. Really? No. I've I've always been like Rye and or IPAs. But okay. like. Not, not both. Not on both fronts there. Yeah. Like I like them separate, you know? Okay. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, have you had any experiences with Rye IPAs? Uh, not really. Um, I do enjoy a lot of rye whiskey. Um, Same. See, that's the thing. I love rye whiskey. Yep. That was I was doing my my old fashioned day with uh, tin cup rye, and I honestly like it was sitting up in the liquor cabinet. I was like, "Who the hell bought this? Like, that's a great whiskey." And uh, new roommate just moved in. I was like, "Oh, maybe it's his." Hanging out, having a couple drinks, and. I'm like, so is that your whiskey up there? He's like, no. Uh, then I just like immediately had a flashback. I'm like, oh no, shit, I bought that. Oh, that's damn. right. They're gonna say it was Brandon's when he moved out. Oh, well, that would have been a cool departure present. Yeah. No, tin cups, some good stuff. I didn't realize their their normal one isn't a rye, is it? No. I didn't know they made a rye. Yeah. Um, and I think that is probably why I bought it because like, yeah. I saw it there. Because uh, I've talked to you before. I know I've talked to you that I'm not a huge bourbon guy. Um, but. Uh, yeah, always ooh, a little little rough pour there, yeah. but it's okay. We're gonna recover. I got I got aggressive. You know what? The pillow caught it, and not <laughs> you or the audio equipment. So I think that's what's most important there. I saved the equipment salsa, Dave. <laughs> oh, he'll hear it. It's okay. You don't need to look <laughs> towards his his study. Uh, yeah. Uh, cheers, mate. Cheers. Uh, I, ooh, that's very, a dangerous yeah, cheers. I was say very light. Again, I got very aggressive with that pour. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, I could I could get into rye IPAs. Might have to take back what I was saying before. <laughs> this isn't at all like the last one I had though. Was it more rye on the last one? Um I just remember it being like very spicy. Not like in a, a hot sense, but just yeah. like a lot of just a lot of spices kind of coming at me and sitting on my tongue weird and i just remember sure. it leaving like my tongue feeling like swollen it was just like a weird bittery aftertaste and it's like i love like west coast ipas and stuff mm. like that so i'm not afraid of bitterness it was just like it just like left a film of just 
I don't know. And I don't think it was a spoiled beer because it was, uh, I mean, shit, I'll say exactly what it was. It was uh, Sierra Nevada's Rye IPA. And it's like, I trust Sierra to not be shipping out skunky beer. And like, I checked yep. the date on it and it was like in season and everything, but I was just kind of like, and you know, I'd had a few before that, that a few Rye IPAs that is before that, that just weren't really jiving with me. Mm-hmm. So I was just kind of like, mm, maybe this is style that it's not my thing. So I'm, I'm glad that, uh, this dabbler in a box got me to uh, revisit it. <laughs> and thank you to Finnegan's. Actually, I, was, I think I saw on that tasting list that they this is an updated recipe. Mm. So they might have changed it up a little bit here. Um, but no, I, I don't have a ton of experience with Finnegan's stuff either. Um, I did have a friend from college that was, uh, I think he was the assistant brewer over there. Um, but I heard that he is now up at Drecker. So that's kind of cool. Doing they they're shipping out a lot of crazy stuff over there. Oh yeah, Drecker, absolutely. They've got some real funky stuff there. Um, yeah, some of the real heavy fruited sours and lactose beers. Like they're doing doing some wacky stuff. Yeah, people love them though. I know that it's um, pretty much every time I see a little section in the liquor store devoted to them, there's only about one out of the four beers that they had delivered left. You know, like cleared out. Apparently, people wait in line for it. Jeez. Yep. They're, That's crazy. They're moving. That's cool, man. It's it's cool to see. I mean, I know they're not super local, but pseudo local. You know. Yeah. Cool to see places like that succeed. And, yeah. You know, really branching out as much as they are, because their following has gone. You know, they're national now. Are like, they really? I mean, I don't know if they're they're distributed nationally, but I I want to say that like. I see like posts from like Tavor and these other like beer sites that are like where you can kind of get like subscription based like beer delivered to your house and like monthly packages oh, yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I see a lot of like Drecker stuff on there. Really? Yeah. Huh. So, kind of always wonder how that works because like I <laughs> I was trying to sip ship my brother um, a couple of bottles of sours from Wild Mind, and I was looking up like shipping laws and how all that works. And it's like private or yeah, private party is almost illegal in pretty much every state. Yeah. Like just can't do it. Uh, right. Utah, apparently it's illegal to even bring your own beer into the state, Jeez. which I well, thought was a little excessive. Broke that law. <laughs> well, sorry, Utah. <laughs> Utah's a pretty state, but man, that's a weird state. Yeah. I heard that they also can't have any or... Beer on tap can't be over 3.2%. Yeah. Um, and I don't know the exact, like, jurisdictions and cutoffs, but I know, like, when I last went through Utah, I wasn't in, like, Salt Lake City. I was going through, like, some of the smaller towns. And, um, yeah, like, when I would stop at a gas station, I know I did it twice and asked them, you know, where the nearest liquor store was because I was really just... I was trying to go off of locals and yeah. less GPS, you know, find the good spots. And they're kind of chuckled at me and they're like, well, we got 3% stuff in the back cooler on the right, but you're not going to find a liquor store. <laughs> I was just like, what a weird, like, I don't know. It was funky. It was yeah. funky. And, yeah, but I mean, you get like towards Salt Lake and you got tap rooms and stuff there, but. Yeah. But like I said, apparently you can't have anything over 3-2. Like I think I'm pretty sure that's a state. I don't think thing. it's still in. I don't think it's everywhere because there's breweries like uh, 
Uintas out there, and I know they've got some stuff that's higher up. Maybe at retail, but I mean, I think you can still go to some tap rooms and get higher stuff up there. I just don't think it might be kind of city to city. I don't know. I really don't know. I don't live in Utah, but I, it was weird last time I was out there. Mm-hmm. Again, met some nice people. Really pretty scenery, but weird. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually where Brandon just moved to. Interesting. Yeah, my old roommate. You'll have to give, have him give, give us uh, the lowdown on the beer laws out there. Maybe he did leave the tin cup. He didn't want to break the law across the state lines, you know what I'm saying? Square. <laughs> well, uh, I got some literature here on this beer that we're drinking right now. Do it up. So our tasting notes for the Finnegan's Brewing Company Brim Reaper Rye IPA are, with a darker color and a pleasant malt flavor, Finnegan's Brim Reaper is an ideal IPA for the colder months. Excellent balance of fruit, citrus, and pine with subtle spice from the rye. Okay. And I think they basically got that dialed in as far as what I was going to say. I'm getting a little bit of, little bit of spice, definitely a little bit of bitterness. It's um, I was, I guess, like I said, I don't have a whole lot of experience with rye IPAs, but I was kind of expecting a little more rye out of it. Um, but really, the rye just kind of seems to help balance everything out. Yeah. Um, like you can taste it, but it's kind of right at that same note that like a, like a hop bitter or a bitter hop would come in at where it's not going to, not going to kick you in the teeth, but. I'm really happy to see, um, Finnegan's rolling out some more offerings because, uh, I feel like for a while there, they just were kind of stuck with like, they had like two, maybe three year round beers and then a few like seasonal options. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm definitely happy to see them, um, you know, kind of widening their their um, beer portfolio. Like I know one of their seasonal ones that's always been a favorite of mine is the um, the Dead Irish Poet Stout. Okay. I've had that one. So um, yeah, I'm happy to see them uh, throwing some new ones out at us. Hell yeah! Um, I'm trying to remember if it was with them, but. Um... I had seen a picture. They were, I don't know if they were aging or exactly what they were doing, but they had this giant pumpkin that they were somehow storing beer inside of. Weird. Like, I don't, and I could, this could just be some weird lucid dream. Um, Yeah. But yeah, there was something where they were, like, aging a beer in a pumpkin, but like obviously only for like a couple days, right? At most, because you know a hollowed out pumpkin, as the one on your stair is showcasing, doesn't really last all that long. They really don't. No, the mice get to them pretty quick. <laughs> all right, and that for those keeping track at home, I believe the score is all tied up. I think we're on tied the up mice. Shit, I might even be losing. Now. I can't lose it this game. I'm already losing. You get to leave tonight, and I get to go one room <laughs> away and be with mice. So, just make friends with them. Mice, 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 mice. Maybe they'll roll. Maybe they'll roll with you in the dojo. Nate, <laughs> don't even say. Sorry, that. That's how you get Ninja Turtles. <sighs> no. <laughs> Now I'm just picturing them all as Master Splinter again. They've all got geese. They've all got wooden sticks. I'm walking into my, my dojo and there's just 20, 20 mice, giant steroided out mice and geese just waiting to toss me. You think they abide by like the five minute roll moves? 
I don't think there's any rounds with those guys. I think I'm either making it out or I'm not. They will pick my it, bones. It becomes their house. Yeah. Their dojo. I mean, I, arguably it already is. I'm ready to leave. <laughs> uh, we'll look forward to a new host uh, next Tuesday. Yeah, uh, I'll be calling I'll, in from the side of the bridge. I'll still yeah. be hosting. I'll be just... Oh. I just kind of expected a, a your gi, but full of different mice. Oh kind no! Of person, person impersonating you. It'll be me and the mice. You're gonna be cordial with it <laughs> after it kills me. You're gonna you're gonna just accept it. Clearly, you, a well trained martial artist, couldn't take him down. I don't know what kind of hope I've got. I think it just says a lot about what kind of people we are. Like I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna stand up to the power and to the problem at the end of the day, and Nate's just gonna kind of hold its hand. <laughs> Well, I'm going to let you fight the power. If it works, great. If it doesn't, well, I got a new host. Man, we should get some Chuck D in this episode. <laughs> fight the power. It'd be pretty cool. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll have uh, some public enemy close out this episode. Ooh, I'd be down for that. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe not. Maybe it'll just be Wonderwall. <laughs> that would be pretty damn fitting. <laughs> uh. What are you thinking of this one you got in front of you? I already gave myself I, a quick little rinse. I think I could get into trouble if I went too much more of this. Yeah. Um. I really dig this. What's the ABV on this, anyway? Um. You know what? I'm going to look at the sheet. It's going to be quicker than searching the can. Yeah. Um. It's 7%. Holy sh... Okay. So, it's not the highest ABV Way beer we're going to be I drinking think. tonight. While it is close, it's up there. It's number three on the list. Okay. Um... Actually, if we're getting technical, it's tied for number two. But it's substantially um, higher in IBUs than any of the other um, offerings that we're having tonight. Sitting at uh, 78. Uh, I honestly I don't pull that much alcohol from this. Like it, They hid that booze very well. Um, yeah. And I IBU-wise, I mean, obviously we, we know IBU isn't really this end-all, be-all factor. Right. Um, but... I'm not getting a whole lot of like punchy in the mouth bitter bitterness either. Um, wow, those are two very unexpected numbers there. Yeah, it's um, it's good. The IBUs I probably could have put close to there. Um, but yeah, the the ABV I was probably sitting more on like six ish. But uh, yeah, I would have put it five six maybe. Yeah, it's tasty. Um, I might kind of be eating my words here i'm trying to look back at the other two that we've had and we've had the um the revolution ale works excuse me revelation ale works uh purple ribbon pills uh head flyer brewings anyway here's wonderwall hazy ipa and now this rye ipa the brim reaper from finnegan's and i think this is my favorite one so far yeah this would definitely definitely be there for me um it's just a style that like again i'm not overly familiar with um, so I can't necessarily say that they nailed it, but this is exactly what I'd want it to be if I was just trying it blind. Yeah. Um, Where do you think it's sitting at for you? Honestly, that's that's definitely a, a four. I'd probably put it four. Um, yeah, that, while I wouldn't buy it all the time, like I wouldn't have it in my fridge all the time, um, I'd definitely like bring it somewhere, if, you know, people were bringing our six packs around or something like that i yeah. definitely picked that one up i agree i agree i think it's a it's a beer that 
It's a beer that you can pass to someone who's adventurous, and it's a beer that you can pass to someone who's a craft beer lover, who's like kind of like a what you got kind of person, you know, mm-hmm. and you kind of want to surprise them, you kind of want to show them you know your stuff. I feel like this is a good one to pull out, and uh, you know, as someone who thought I knew Finnegan's, here they are, you know, out here after shit, probably close to 10 years of operation, maybe longer, um, and still continuing to surprise me with some fantastic beers, so... Shout out to Finnegan's. Uh, they know they got their own spot now for a while there. When I first was introduced to them, I believe they were being contract uh, brewed through Summit. Okay. Because um, I remember some old Finnegan's bottles used to come with like the Summit logo on the bottle. Oh, because they just use the same. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think they've definitely got their own space now. They've got a beautiful tap room. Um, yep. Shame with the times now that you can't go hang out at a place like that because it really is a cool tap room but uh yeah i'm putting this one at a 4.2 all right and you know i was looking at my score of the head flyer beer and i think this one for me is just for what it is it's just a little better it might be the best rye ipa i've ever had and i haven't had a ton of them but Mm -hmm. um do you think you so you also scored the the head flyer a four and this one a four do you think they're kind of tie beers or is there one that you liked a little more than the other now looking back um i think i keep my head flyer like obviously it's hard to rate different styles of beer on the same rating scale um but i i liked where my head flyer was at because again that one had that i can drink this i can i can do a couple of these at a time which is not something i get out of hazy's a lot uh, but I still enjoy it all the way through. And then with this one, um, again, not overly familiar with the style, but that is for sure a beer that I would I would buy it again. Um, I've got no issues with how that came out. Um, no, I think I keep it. Keep I'm it. Keeping Head Flyer at four. I like that. I like that. Well, uh, our next one up is going to be from Spiral Brewing. Another brewery that, I gotta be honest, I really don't know a lot about. So up next, we're going to have the Towny Kolsch from Spiral. But first, we're going to take a quick little break. We will be right back on Suds Buds. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Suds Buds. On tonight's show... We're doing the Dabbler in a Box from thebeerdabbler.com. This pack is available for pickup in person or curbside at Certix, or I should say rather, was available. Hey. It is sold out now, but uh, stay posted uh, to the Beer Dabbler on social media and on their website for their next Season 5 box that will be available very soon. Nate, what's our next beer on the list? Next up, we got the Spiral Brewing Towny. Uh, it is a Kolsch-style ale. Spiral is located Hastings, Minnesota, I believe. Where are you at? Yep, Hastings, Minnesota. Uh, I've only had a couple beers from these guys. They did a collab with Lake Monster, I believe, a little while back. That was pretty tasty. Nice. All right, let's dive right into this one. Crack open the conversation, as we say on the show. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm excited for this one. I uh, Not a ton of Hastings stories. Been through there before. Um, 
kind of just one of those classic Minnesota towns, I feel like. like I feel like uh, I went through Hastings with, like, my grandparents on some, like, road trips and stuff like that before. But uh, is, is there a casino in Hastings? Um, not that I know of. Um, my I got a lot of family over in Hastings. Um, they and my grandparents, big casino people, um, they'd go to Treasure Island. So they'd, they'd drive out a little ways. But, um, again, not that I know of. They do have a pretty great ice cream shop. Uh, okay. I think it's called, like, Schoolhouse Rock or something like that. Cool. Um, we'd go there after a lot of our, our big events. We'd have to cut through Hastings most of the time. Um, so that was, it was kind of a fun stop. Very cool. Yeah. All right, what are we getting out of this one? That is, that is very clear. Definitely the clearest beer we've had so far tonight. Yeah. Very pale, kind of yellow, golden color. Um, nice kind of tingly zip on it. Little, probably, probably the highest carb beer we've had so far tonight. Maybe except for the pills. Yeah, but this uh, is right up there. Yeah, this All is right. good. Yeah, it's just a nice, nice Kolsch. Light body. I don't know. No, nothing's quite jumping out at me but i don't i don't dislike the beer i was thinking the same thing but i do want to say just like i'm not a huge kolsch guy in the sense that like i just have a hard time differentiating different breweries takes on that style sure you know i think kind of like a lot like the pilsners it's like less is more with these kind of styles yeah you know um, obviously some people do like a fruited, yeah, fruited style or, um, different weird takes on it. And, you know, that's all fine and dandy, but for the most part, it's just kind of a very, like, here's a very clean light beer. Yeah. It's, uh, it kind of just a clean light can, like not a ton of craziness going on with this can. It's kind of got the nice, like metallic over matte that always plays real, real well. Um, I joked earlier, they had a couple stickers inside the box, and I said that's the official Sudsbud sticker, because <laughs> the logo is, in fact, just an SB with a circle around it. Um, but yeah, Towny, uh, Kolsch-style ale, and uh, you can get it available in 16-ounce cans. This beer's 5% alcohol by volume, and uh, it's just not a bad Kolsch. No. Um I got to say, I don't know that I've ever had a, a real bad Kolsch. Um, none of them have ever kind of, like, left me out. I spilled. Left me out to try. Aw. Put myself up and right in a, got a nice little crescent shape right on the uh, inside of my thigh. Aw. Should have had a pillow catch it for you. That's where I like to do all my <laughs> spilling. <laughs> Nate's got a pillow for that. Exactly. Uh, Yeah, I'm sorry. What were you saying? My leg just got really cold there for a second. <laughs> No, I was saying there's there's not a lot of Kolsch's that have, you know, done me dirty. Um, I've never had, like, a, a Kolsch that I hated. Um, you know, I had weird stuff, like, weird takes on them yeah. occasionally. But I just, again, I, I kind of like a cleaner, lighter, a crispy boy, a as crispy it were. A crispy boy, yeah. yeah. I feel it, dude. Yeah, it's, uh... Man, I wish I could say more about this one. It's, um... And I don't want that to affect the rating, um, but gotta be honest, there's just nothing wowing me about this beer. Sure, 
Um, like I said, the the one beer that I've had from them that that was surprisingly surprisingly good was um, it was their hazy that they collabed with. I think it was with Lake Monster. Um, yeah, that one that one was pretty great. Um, I haven't had a ton of Lake Monster. I did have a terrible first date at Lake Monster. Ooh, sorry um, to hear that. <laughs> so you know. That, not, nothing to do with them, just, you know, didn't, yeah. didn't quite mesh. Hopefully it doesn't keep you from enjoying the beer. But. <laughs> you know, that I got a, broke my heart out at Lake Monster. <laughs> Sorry, bud. It's all good. Um, but, yeah, I haven't been to Spiral. Um, I know my cousin's husband really likes them, though. Goes okay. there quite a bit. Cool. Well, I got some tasting notes here on uh, this tasty beverage. Uh, so Townie brewed as a love letter to the Hastings, Minnesota Townies that were <laughs> among Spinal Brewery's first customers. This clean, crisp, well-balanced beer has subtle fruit flavors and aromas that complement its straw color. Okay. Not, I'm going to be honest, not pulling a lot of fruit flavor out of it. No, no. I'm not either. Um, I think I might have even discussed it on the show with Dustin before. I feel like if I would have, would have probably have gone back to the episode with Julian where we drank the Honey Hush Kolsch. But uh, sometimes with Kolsch beers, I just get kind of like this general, not, not even general, but just like a subtle sweetness that's there. And it's not like a sweetness from a fruit, but almost kind of like a honey sweetness. Okay, sure. And I think I'm picking up on a little bit of that with this beer where there's something there that's like a little sweet, but I'm not getting anything that's particularly like fruity on this one yeah I, i'm not picking out any fruit on that um i am you know by no means cicerone certified but um yeah not, nothing's really pulling me pulling me for this one also like i'm getting a weird amount of alcohol on the finish there that, like that bat that last little swig i had there mm-hmm Like a little hotter than I, I feel like I'm used to with a Kolsch. I'm not pulling that necessarily. Um, I mean, what what is the ABV on this one? It's only five. Okay, it's yeah. only five, so it's low. But I was kind of like, <laughs> now I'm torn because I don't know. That was. Uh, do we have a little left here? Yeah, we got we got some left. I think I'm just gonna take just a tiny last little like one ounce wash because I don't know how to feel now. We don't. We don't want your rating to be uh to be skewed here. I'm gonna be honest. That last little gulp I took was not. Not great. Okay. Not great. Sure. I don't know. I do really like the color of it, though. I'm gonna be honest. Still getting that little burn. I don't know. It might have been as it warmed up a little bit because that pour was definitely significantly colder coming out of the can than having sat in the glass in my hand. Sure. We don't have great um, cup holder spaces in the <laughs> studio. I might have to look into getting some like clip-on cup holders or something or a little corner table. Because, yeah, it's kind of, as I see you doing right now, you, you hold your glass a lot. So Yeah. I don't know. I don't. That definitely wasn't as bad on that one out of the can, just coming out a little colder. But uh, Sure. I'm still torn on this one, man. I 
You know what? I'm not. I think I've had enough to to make a decision on it. All right. Well, let's hear it, big shooter. Um, I'm just gonna say it right here. I'm not a huge Kolsch guy. It's not a style that blows me away. It's not a style I dislike. It's just a style I have a tough time differentiating good and and bad. And it's kind of like me with tequilas now. I used to think I hated tequila, and I don't hate tequila. <laughs> I have had some rough experiences with tequila, but I tried, you know, in moderation, uh, tequila's fine. I just don't know good tequila from bad. And if you sent me to shop for tequila, I would most likely let you down. You know, or I would come back with what you would expect me to come back with, right? I feel like it'd be a lot of fun to get real good at, like, tasting notes on tequila. Oh, totally. And I think getting really good at, like, any weird thing is cool. But, uh, yeah, I I, I just, I'm not a Kolsch guy. Sure. I'm open to becoming one someday. (laughs) But, uh... Maybe when you grow up, kiddo. Yeah, maybe when I'm big like you. Yeah. Um... (laughs) But in the meantime, I'll I'll continue to try them uh, here and there. But uh, I can't give a real interesting, educated review on this one. It's it's just another Kolsch for me. It's not the best one I've ever had. Um, and while not a bad beer, it's probably my least favorite of the four we've tried so far. And that's not saying a bad thing. <laughs> we've had some real good beers. We've so had some far. real good beers. Yep. Um, because of all that, sorry for running on there. But uh, I'm going to put it at a three, right in the middle. Okay. Um, For me, I don't know. I I, I do go after a couple Kolsch's. Um. I kind of like a little, well, I do appreciate a clean beer. Um, for, a Kolsch for me, I, I tend to like a little weedier, a little more body going into it. Um, this one, it did have good flavor, um, but more in like the clean, crisp sense. Yeah. Not necessarily like the the sitting out in the sun, you know, sipping on a out of a wheat glass on this guy. Um I'd probably go, I don't know, I'd probably actually also be at about a three. Um, again, it's not, yeah, not a bad beer. Just doesn't, nothing jumps out at me on that. Well, there you have it. That's uh, Spiral Brewing, uh, the Townie Kolsch, named after the locals that supported the joint, and they're located in Hastings, Minnesota, so check them out. I do love the name, though. <laughs> they even put umlauts over the O in Townie. Real fun. I do I, love clever, clever naming when it comes to beer. Um, honestly, it feels like half the game. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Well, yeah, especially nowadays where it's like there's so many beers out there. Like, you need people to to come step in your line. You know what I mean? You got to have a little bit more beyond just the flavor. Unfortunately, but also, we are kind of fortunate because it opens the door for a lot of really cool artists to showcase their work. Like, yeah. beers. That'd be an interesting one. Doing a episode that's all with uh, beer designers, like the artist forum. Yeah, or just like getting like two or three guests on the show, where it's like their common link is the fact that they've designed labels for like different breweries. I would love that episode. I got two in mind already. Yeah, um, we will have one of their beers tonight. Um, actually, I don't know. 
um, inbound. So okay, inbound. Their artwork is done. What's the guy's name? It'll come to me. I want to say it's Mike, um, but he owns and runs Aesthetic Apparatus, which is a um, print shop, like a screen print shop. He does a lot of um, a lot of concert posters, hmm. a lot of First Ave posters, cool. like those classic screen print concert posters that you see. It's actually a really cool documentary a while back um, called Just Like Being There. Okay. Um, and they kind of follow that around, interview a lot of different artists about their style, how they do what they do. Yeah. It was a really cool documentary to check out. Um, but yeah, they covered aesthetic apparatus for a little bit. Um, I got to, I went to their shop, ordered a couple things, picked up a couple more things while I was there, and just shot the shit with him for a little bit. Um, yeah, he does, all, I think, all the artwork for him. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's definitely a very doable episode for us. But, I mean, what a cool and cool new medium. You know what I mean? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, like, yeah, beer's been around for a long time. But, like, we've never had the variety we have in beer that we do today. No. You know? So, just being that, like, having that that outlet to showcase your work is, is a very cool thing that I feel like maybe gets overlooked or just, you know, you know, not even thought of sometimes Mm -hmm. so but yeah um on that thought moving along our next beer we have i'm excited for this one i'm very excited for this i know you are (laughs) uh what are we drinking nate we are drinking moped mischief uh by ursa minor brewing uh duluth minnesota um fun fact about ursa minor every time a friend of mine goes up to duluth i ask them to bring me some back they pick it up and then they drink it before they give it to me. Guilty. Yep. Guilty. Um, so I've never had an Ursa Minor beer, but every time Duluth comes up, people are like, "You need to try Ursa Minor." And so I, I feel like I'm trying to not set myself up for disappointment on this beer because I've heard so many good things and I keep getting rejected. I, I keep not getting the beers I ask for. Um, so I'm very hopeful on this one. Me, you, and um. Sam should should road trip up there this winter. Ooh, that could be fun. Be very fun. Wait, Sam Wise? Sam Wise, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, former coworker of yours. Former coworker of mine. Yes. Girlfriend of the show. <laughs> Not my girlfriend. What's up, Sam? Uh, Hi, Sam. Does she listen? That'd be very exciting. I don't know. <laughs> I suppose I probably should, but she has. She has consistently. Um, I don't think so. She's she's a busy woman. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah. I get that. I'm sorry. I cracked open the conversation with that. That's here. okay. Hey, I'm, you're getting comfortable <laughs> we, in your we role. Got, we got 12 beers to get through today. But uh, yeah, Ursa Minor, they do some great stuff. The reason I mentioned Sam is because we were up there just this summer. Um, kind of did a little little, uh, little road trip after the quarantine. Just loaded up the car for what was Intended to be a camping trip and turned into a day trip, followed by camping in the backyard. Um, <laughs> but uh, was still very chill, was very enjoyable. Um, and of all the places we stopped at, I gotta say this was this was the highlight. Um, no, we stopped at Bent Paddle, which I love. Bent Paddle, they do a great job. Um, I'm 
trying to think who else we stopped at. Ursa Minor, Bent Paddle. Wasn't Bent Paddle, is it Bent Paddle that does that, um, like, espresso stout? Yeah, they do the cold press black ale with, like, coffee, I think. Yeah, and then they had a double of that. Yes, that, correct. Yeah. And then I think they bottled that. Yeah. I got, to, I got to try some of that. That was... I mean, it was basically like drinking coffee out of a bottle. Yeah. But like, in a, in a good way. You know? Hell not yeah. in uh, I drank too much on my podcast and have to be up early in the morning kind of way. Fair. <laughs> not personal experience. That was all subjective <laughs> subjectively <laughs> well cheers man let's uh let's dive into this one okay got a lot of feelings about that what kind of beer is this so i'm confused because i had it down on my notes as a hazy i i did too um nothing about this I mean, this beer is about as clear as that Kolsch we just had. I, yeah. I can see my fingers on the other side. Hazy IPA on the can. Okay. Like, I'm getting I'm getting a hazy flavor out of it. Oh, man. And this is a, a tough one. It's a real tough can to read. Need your cheaters over there? Almost. I mean, you can maybe give it a stab, but between the size and just that color, it's like bl- dark blue on black. Oh, from a distance, it all seems so positive. How are they? Okay. Oh, they're doing the whole thing here. Yeah. You don't have to do it, but it's um, it's cool. Like, I got a glance. I like the moped on it, but good luck reading that. Oh, no. That that has nothing about the beer. It's just like a, a fun story about you being on a moped. Hmm. Um, that's what that whole side is. I, okay. It is a hazy IPA. Brewed with Eldorado and Citra hops. Um, okay. Yeah. I, not a lot of other description on this. And not a lot of hazy. No, I mean, but like it's still got a lot of that flavor. It just isn't. Like if I pour, if you poured this beer out into a glass, you would never in a million years guess this is a hazy. Like that's. Yeah, it's about that Kolsch clearness. Yeah. But it tastes like a hazy. I don't know. I'm split on it. Split on it? Okay. But let's read these tasting notes on this one. Um, So, from Ursa Minor Brewing, the Moped Mischief. Moped Mischief is Ursa Minor's newest hazy IPA. It's crisp, bright, and definitely refreshing. The beer features a juicy hop character with a bit of lemon zestiness as well as other tropical flavors. Like, I feel like I'm getting punked right now. <laughs> like, looking at this beer and then thinking about everything you just said and then looking at the beer again. Honestly, I don't mean this is a knock on Ursa Minor at all. I feel like you're getting punked as this being your first beer from them. Okay. Because I just don't... I don't know. I don't want my review to discourage you from... I want you to review this one first. But sure. all I want to say is um, I was there this summer and, man, had such a great experience there. Like, just such a no-frills patio, but, like, they embraced it. Like, they just had a lot of seating outside, but very distant seating. You know, very cool, mm-hmm. like, creative ways of seating people. Like, just, like, their the bar stools and just, like, 
very industrial vibe outside fire pits and such sure um and then you go inside and it's not a very big bar not a very big tap room um but they've got like a a, a brick oven pizza pizza joint in the back and that's my biggest regret of that whole trip going up there is like we got some great food we got some great beer but i regret not just like getting one of those neapolitan pizzas in a bag to go like it looks so good well your biggest regret should be not bringing me the beer i asked for back. <laughs> you know what you got you got one better you got yourself a rain check i'll even drive i'll drive Ooh, up there you're gonna drive me to duluth yeah let's get a day off together and we'll go up there and we'll, we'll score Aww. some beers hey suds bud hit the road Ooh, we get some lavalier mics and do a little, uh, do a little road episode. <laughs> that's gonna be a nightmare for everybody involved. You know, it could be a delight for us though, and I think that's what this is about <laughs> at this point is uh, just making ourselves giggle. So yeah, this is a show for us. But thank you for listening. Yeah, we appreciate everyone for for tagging along and appreciate your support. It's uh, truly could not do this without the uh, the love and and warmth that this uh, this show's been met with so look at him he's a big softy over here i mean it man i do i truly do um also wanted to mention earlier too like it's probably as good a time as any but shout out to beer dabbler for all they do like right now is a really tough time um not being able to run events and whatnot but like a lot of breweries have gotten out, you know they've they've thought outside of the box and they've implemented creative ways to bring in business outside of the tap room and beer dabbler though they may not have a tap room they're very dependent on um or i should say their survival is very dependent on the community mm-hmm. and those community gatherings are really what kind of helps uh a, an organization like the beer dabblers survive and thrive and so the fact that they might not be able to do those events, but we're still able to um, enjoy uh, uh, beer beers from around the state, try new beers like we are tonight, courtesy of people like the Beer Dabbler. It's just, it's huge. So um, had to insert that in there because I feel like indirectly this whole episode is kind of all about them. And uh, yeah, much appreciation uh directed towards the beard appler crew so hell yeah um actually when i first tried to get into the brewing industry um first job i applied for was the event manager job at the beard dabbler or event manager assistant um and actually made it pretty far in the interview process um first interview uh was with a name a guy named kevin um and super great guy super friendly um talk talk city permits for a while which is a Oof. weird weird line talking Dry. about our talking about our our favorite government city event planners Oof. yeah we you know we had some fun um, a couple of weirdos <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a conversation that approximately two people enjoyed yeah it's like talking about how you like your toast done <laughs> medium rare <laughs> uh but second so like and you know you go to your first first interview you dress up a little bit yeah right so i was dressed up and he was dressed up so i was like okay second interview um meeting with kevin again 
um, but also meeting with Matt, who is the founder of Grey Duck Media, Beer Dabbler, that whole bit. The Growler Mag, like that's all his stuff. Cool. Um, <laughs> so I walk in this room, um, and this was when they were moving into their new office, which mm-hmm. is, I don't remember where it is, to be honest. Are they over by, um, are they over in like the Film North buildings over by Lake Monster? Or is that, there I, might be another... I have no idea. I could be wrong. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was it was a really nice building, um, but I didn't even live in the cities yet at that time. Sure. So like, okay. Super unfamiliar with the area. Um, yeah, walk in, and they're like clearly setting up all their new offices. Step into Matt's office. Kevin's in there, and I'm again dressed to the nines. You know, ready for it. Ready for a good interview. Walk in there. They're both wearing hoodies and cargo shorts, and I was like, "Damn it." Oh like, man. I was like, oh shit. I think I even brought it up in the interview. <laughs> I was like, I do feel a little overdressed right now. And they're like, oh, I mean, we're moving. So yeah, like, it's fine. Which it was good. Um, Matt was a super nice guy. Um, it, was, it was fun chatting with him for a little bit. Didn't end up getting the job. Um, congrats, congrats to whoever did. Uh, <laughs> I did hear that. Kevin actually left and uh, is now directing a men's choir. Oh, cool. Yeah. All right. um, that was a couple of years or about a year or so ago that I had heard that. Um, Part of the reason why we do this show. We've never just found that people in this industry are generally <laughs> more interesting than not. You know, yep. people got weird things they do outside of working with beer. And, you know, beer's just maybe that one olive branch to get to that uh that treasure trove of conversation <laughs> so uh you know everybody's cracking open the conversation eh it's yeah. true ooh, we like to think ooh. so at least feels good feels <laughs> it good it does feel good yeah exactly i make 10 cents every time i say that line <laughs> <laughs> that was mean, uh, on air or off <laughs> do i make 10 cents every time i say it too hell no <laughs> okay just be gluttonous um, but anyway, yeah, interview was cool. Um, and then I actually ran in, um, went to the beer dabbler that summer, um, walked in and, uh, Kevin recognized me and we shot the shit for a little bit. And then I talked to Matt for a little bit. It was, it was really cool. Like it's incredibly apparent that they, they care a lot about the industry. That's awesome. Yeah. That's what matters. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, uh, later in the season, we'll be chatting with a uh, friend of the show, Amber, a uh, former co-worker of ours. Um, very sweet human being, and uh, she actually used to work with uh, the Growler. So, very interested um, to maybe speak with her down the line. But uh, right now, we're just wrapping up drinking Ursa Miner's Moped Mischief Hazy IPA that poured not so hazy, but... I don't know. I'm put in a weird place here, Nate. How much do I let the fact that it claims to be a hazy IPA but doesn't pour <laughs> hazy, how much does that affect the score? Because it's got to break it down some, right? I don't know, man. I, well, okay, appearance is important. But I mean, hazy beer. has, like, there's, like, physical implications in that name, right? Well, yeah, but, like, you know, I'm we're going to save, we're going to save this review. And I'm going to, you're going to blind taste like a different hazy that we have and that hazy again. And you're going to tell me if you know which one's which. Because 
I, I will say it tasted different, very different than the first one we tried. Okay. Like, it definitely was a little higher carb than, yes. than I think we are used to. And much less tropical. Like, that, I, I guess from hazies, like, I always get kind of flavors. Like, when I think of tropical fruits and hazies, I think of, like, pineapple and and peach and mango like and then when i hear citrus i think of more like okay now we're talking like orange you know maybe some lime some lemon you know and then grapefruit while maybe kind of technically a citrus fruit is more of a you know it's kind of own thing but this to me is very much i definitely am picking up on that lemony um oh yeah and i like that mm-hmm. but i don't associate lemon as being a flavor that i get with hazy ipas I don't know. Um, At least not I as much. Definitely not as much. Um, but I wouldn't say lemon doesn't work with tropical. Like, probably less so. Um, but I I don't know. Whenever I'm making weird tropical drinks, there's normally a lemon in there somewhere. Sure. When, you know, when I'm crafting cocktails. When I'm not slinging brews, I'm crafting cocktails. Okay. <laughs> Alcohol is a 21 plus beverage. Please enjoy responsibly. Thanks, Nate. Preach. I don't know. I I really do like this beer, though. Um, Again, I do kind of wish my first beer from Arista Minor wasn't a hazy. Um, I don't know. I I like to see what other kind of styles they do well. Um, Hazies are, while great, I don't know if it necessarily showcases the brewery's skill versus, you know, the the different blends of hops they were able to get and how they made it, double dry hopping. Kind of, I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of talking out my ass here a little bit, but No, I'm I'm, fo- I'm following. You kind of you kind of get what I'm saying like Yeah. I've had some pretty great hazies from breweries where like I've not had really anything else that's good. Mm, sure. Um, Sure. So I, I don't know if it's like the best identifier for a brewery that's well-rounded versus a specialty. Hmm. And I don't know either. I guess I'm still one of those people where like if I go to a brewery I'm totally unfamiliar with, I'm usually looking at like just like what's your like OG ale, you know? What's like your really good, like those are like what I'm looking at, like your house pale ale. Or, like, your house pills. Or maybe your house, like, West Coast IPA. Because I feel like if 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 the first beer I have at your brewery is your flagship West Coast IPA and it's really not good, I'm going to be a little, you know, that's, that's going to dictate whether I stay for one beer, you know, or stay for, like, you know, three or four short pours. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, I just... I might have that first beer and I might be like, yeah, let's, let's go on to the next place. There's another place down the road, you know, um, not to knock the place, but I'm, if, if you don't blow me away with the simplest of styles, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to be real scared to try your real out there stuff. Maybe that's a, a knock on my taste, but I don't know. Like, like we were talking about before, you know, there's eight, I mean, we're, we've got more beer options right now than ever before. Yeah. We can't try everything, and I don't know. There's something like when you get a like a bad beer, I don't know. It it hurts a little bit because it's like it does. Like you, I hate leaving you know half a beer left. Right. Like 
put like leave it on the counter, pay my tab and walk out. But like, I don't know. There's a lot of great beer out there and I, there's no room. There's no time to drink shitty beer. So true. Great words. No, I, I totally <laughs> agree with that. Um, and I guess that kind of brings us back to where we are now. Um, to me, this is not a shitty beer, but it's also probably my least favorite offering I've had from Ursa Minor so far, unfortunately. And even that being said, I'm going to give it a 3.8. It's it's not a bad beer. It's just not... It ain't knocking my socks off. Uh, the, the real clearness of it honestly threw me for a loop. I'm still having a hard time adjusting to that. Like, I almost want to pick up, like, a four-pack and see if it pours clear again. Like, see if we just got some weird canning malfunction. Yo, we should DM or some minor. <laughs> Seriously. Might do that. Yeah. Um, But, I don't know. I'd, I'd probably, probably going to put this at, like, a... I'm going to go 3-7 on that. Okay. Yeah. Um, again, with Hazy's, like, kind of kind of hazied out a little bit. But this was a fun take. Um, I thought they did a really nice job. I could definitely taste everything. It wasn't just, like, a weird blend of fruit juice that I was getting. I could really pick up on distinct flavors throughout that whole beer. Um, so, yeah, I enjoyed that. All right, well, a 3.8 and a 3.7 from the Suds Buds. Uh, Nate, what's our uh, final beer this show? Final beer, we've got the, what is it, Lakes and Legends. Um, what is the name of this one? It's, uh, this we got is... the St. Gale. It's Saint... a raspberry honey ale. Diving into the cooler uh, right now. Hey, there we go. I have had this beer before. All right. Um, Lakes and Legends, actually not terribly far from my house. I have noticed that every beer I get from them is surprisingly high ABV. Like, this one comes in at 7.2, and it is a honey ale. Damn. Yep. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's the highest one we're going to have tonight, actually. So we'll get that out of the way. Um, what I'm going to do real quick is I'm going to read us the tasting notes on this one. We'll take a quick little break, and then we'll jump back in for our final beer this episode. Sound good? Hell yeah. All right, man. So, Lakes and Legends Brewing Company, the St. Gale Raspberry Honey Ale, uh, available in 12-ounce can. It comes in at 7.2% alcohol by volume, 4 IBU. It's a quarter pound of local honey and over a half pound of raspberry per gallon that gives this ruby red belgian ale it's tart sweet and a wholly unique flavor while it's been a flagship for years lakes and legends recently updated saint gail's recipe to further refine its flavor so we got the new addition the new and improved saint gail coming up next on suds buds and we're back let's crack open the con well nate already cracked open the conversation <laughs> I'm greedy. Leave me alone. So we've got the uh, the St. Gale. Just wrapped up reading those tasting notes on this uh, hopefully very tasty beverage. Well, you said you've tried it before, Nate. I have tried it. Uh, but as you mentioned, I'm, I'm going to let you pour this one. Um, as you mentioned on the tasting notes, this they said they updated the, um, the recipe here. 
So, so I'm excited to see what changed here. Um, it was, I remember when I had it last time, it was a little, I mean, it had like some good tartness from the raspberry. It did come off a little boozy. Okay. Um, which, I mean, I don't hate when drinking, you know, booze. Yeah. But um, it was unexpected, I guess. Um, so I'm interested to see what changes here. That's actually exactly what I was going to ask is what um, what you would have rated it your first time around. Um, first time around probably would have been like, I don't know, three, three, two, maybe. Okay. Um, so that's the score to beat then. That's the score to beat. Let's see what happens. All right. Well, cheers, man. So right away. Ton of raspberry on the nose. Yep. Ton of raspberry. Um, and on the first sip, ton of raspberry. <laughs> um, little bit of honey. Definitely getting that sweetness on the back. Yep. Um, this is really good. No, this... Uh, I mean, we're only one sip in. We'll see what a couple ounces more does, but this is already... The refined recipe is a lot better. Um, beautiful color too. Yeah. It looks like, um, almost like a frothy grapefruit juice. Like it's just kind of that deep cloudy, um, pinkish red. Yeah. Grape, grapefruit would probably be about the color. Yeah. It's, Um, and it tastes really good. I got to say like we have, um, uh, at, at, uh, the brewery that we work at, Baldman, we've got um, the shoot, Spirit no, in the Sky. Not Spirit in the Sky, the Hot Summer Night. Oh, yeah. The, um, the Raspberry Lemon Blonde Ale. And the raspberry in this is tasting very similar to that. And like different beers, but like that beer comes in at like, I don't even think it's 5%. No, I think it's, I think it's four or five, four, two, maybe. Pretty sure it's based off our Blonde Ale. Like, this is what the alcohol content in this beer tastes like. like I'm, <laughs> yes. I'm putting this, like, if you guess, gave this to me blind and are like, what's that sitting at? I'd be like, meh, four and a half. Yeah, that's about right. Let's nope. Try uh, seven, two. <laughs> double it. Well, you know, not not quite double it. But, no, I'm also picking up a lot of, lot more honey out of this than I did previously. Yeah. Um, Which I think really kind of helps balance it back out, kind of hide that, that boozy burn. Um, yeah, this is real tasty. Um, wow. This is kind of re-entered my, my realm of things. You know, when you like try a beer, you're not crazy about it. Even if you weren't in the mood, you're not going to buy a beer you went crazy about again, you know? Right. Um, but I, after giving this another shot, for sure going to give a couple others of theirs more, more attention here. Yeah, this is really good. This is just um so easy. Like you'd think I think kind of in our minds we were like saving the booziest for last year. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of building up to it. Um and really instead of it kind of being that that big finale, it's more of just kind of like a nice refreshing like palate cleanser bring bringing me back to to square one. It's it's um this might be the most 
Actually, it is the most refreshing beer I've had so far tonight. It's hard to say it's not my favorite so far. <laughs> Ain't that the shit of it? Like, every time you drink a new thing, you're like, oh, no, that, that this might be my favorite. Like, that's why I didn't want to, like, I wasn't, I was hoping we weren't going to, like, rank our favorite to least favorite. Yeah. Like, going through, because I'm like, well, everything's, I can't put anything at one, because what if the next beer is the best? Yeah. It'll be a, a an ever changing scoreboard, I think. At the end, there's definitely at least gonna be a little bit of rearranging. But uh, mm-hmm. for me, the beer to beat going into this one was definitely um, Finnegan's. I mean, that Brim Reaper Rye IPA, so oh. tasty. And this might be, I mean, this definitely is. While it may be higher in alcohol somehow, um, <laughs> feels weird that way. It's. Um, I could have a couple of these and probably regret it after the fact. Yep. But I uh, could easily put away a couple of these on a hot day. That one, hmm, a little tougher. It's that's a big beer. Yeah, there's there's a lot going on in that one or that that Brim Reaper. Um, this honestly, I think after two of them, after two of them, I probably I need to go to. Almost a seltzer or something. Yeah, it's like there's good. a lot of flavor packed into this beer. It's so good. Damn, Lakes and Legends. <laughs> Damn. Have Man. we had Lakes and Legends on? No, we have not. And actually, um, first Lakes and Legends beer we've had on the show. Really? Matter of fact, I think the only one of these beers that we tried tonight that we've had on in the past is ursa minor we've had an ursa minor beer but the rest are all new ones so all right well lakes and legends i will be swinging sliding into them dms shortly yeah this is um man i'm in a weird place right now (laughs) um i'm gonna put it at a 4.2 on my rating um i know that's tied with what i gave the Brim Reaper, and I'm just going to say this. I'm okay with those beers tying and rating as long as they're not tying for first. If those two come down to being my two favorite beers, <laughs> I'll revisit. I'll track them down. I'll pick a winner. But yeah, for right now, I'm, I'm giving it a 4-2, and I feel good about that. 4-2 seems fair. Um, wow, that... Uh... Again, like, not that I didn't like it the first time around, but this is a lot more of what I'd want out of that beer. Uh, you know, raspberry honey. Um, it is, you know, a little on the sweeter side. Yes, I agree. But, I mean, you don't really have honey in the name and not <laughs> expect a little bit of that. The thing that helps is I feel like raspberry is a hard flavor to replicate without it coming across like candy or artificial. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah i know like for me personally like raspberry watermelon things with those flavors in them i generally am not gonna like and i love fresh raspberries and watermelon um so to see a beer use raspberries and do it well i think for me that definitely influenced my score sure uh i think i'm gonna go solid four on this one um I think everything above four is just reserved for Belgians. You know how I am with that. 
<laughs> Mr. Belgian. <laughs> but no, hot damn, that was that was delightful, and that's something like that's something I could bring to like a family event, and there's not going to be a person that doesn't like that beer. No, oh, that's so um, good. Probably gonna only have to bring a six pack though, because. I ain't trying to drive anybody home after a family thing. Feel that. Smart <laughs> man. Well, I think that kind of rounds it out for uh, this first half of our Beer Dabbler in a Box episode. Um, we'll be back uh, very soon with the second part of this episode. We've got six more beers to review from the Dabbler Box. But in the meantime, feel free to check us out wherever you find your podcasts. Um that is Suds Buds, Suds with a Z, Buds with a Z podcast. Um, find us on Spotify. We're on iTunes. We're on SoundCloud. Um, and also check in with us on Instagram. Um, and we also got a Gmail. Throw that out there. Uh, it is SudsBudsPod at gmail.com. If you have a beer you'd like us to review. Or if you or someone you know would like to be a guest on our show. Feel free to drop us a a link and we'll get back to you. All right. Check us out next time. And uh, that's about all we got. Sometimes I want